Hey listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Adrian Bogue podcast featuring Troy Malcolm AB. We are back with episode number 141 and we are coming to that time of the year where everyone starts thinking, geez, we're coming to the final selling season. We've got a few more weeks in the, in spring and we're going to be thinking about what that looks like in the Christmas area the, and all the rest of it. And obviously the well-earned break and then heading back into 2023. And I know in the future episodes, we're actually going to discuss the final sprint um, yep. in, in detail. But today, AB, yep. um, we just saw a recent, another rate announcement uh, yesterday from the RBA. Yes. And they're saying that 0.25% has uh, just hit the market again. So that takes the cash rate up to another level. And we're seeing five, six year highs um, in regards to interest rates. And I think it's actually higher than that in some instances, yes. up to nine years. Yeah. Um, now this has had an impact on the market, right? Yeah. And we're seeing this not only in micro pockets, but generally across the board, we're seeing an impact on both buyers and sellers. Yeah. And today we're going to break that down and look at the impact on the market how the interest rates have affected buyers and sellers and why it's important for all our listeners to understand the best way forward uh, to ensure that they're still seeing results and they're still seeing listings come onto the market at this critical stage. Absolutely, Troy. And look, there's so many things in this environment, both in real estate and what's happening globally that we cannot control. That's just a reality of it. Um, The best part about the real estate industry is there's so many things we can control, okay? And one of them is your prospecting plan. Another one is your vendor management plan. Another one is your personal marketing plan. Another one is on how to present and market real estate, okay? So the best part about all of that is you have 100% control. Now, one of the most um, salient points about what we can't control is this interest rate environment. Now, the current cash rate sitting at 2.6%, which means... Um, you know, most interest rates are, are, are a percent or two above that. Um, now, if you're a native, meaning that you've only just got into the real estate space or the mortgage space in the last 11 years, all you've known is interest rates either remaining in status quo or going down. Mm. Um, so people prior to 11 years ago, like myself, who are involved in buying and selling real estate, are used to and exposed to fluctuating interest rates. So there's no doubt that for millions of people, this uh, uprising in interest rates is a shock and it needs to be budgeted for and becomes a crisis in confidence. There's no doubt about it. So as an agent, what can we do to prepare ourselves? Well, the best way to prepare ourselves is to be very transparent with your buyers and sellers and have very frank conversations. Because what we do know, Troy, is... For every five buyers talking the market down and saying, look, interest rates are going up, I'll wait for the market to drop and then I'll buy, there's one buyer with a a 66W in their back pocket and a signed contract saying, where do I sign? Why? Because the alternative is to rent or or I've sold and I need to buy or I'm busting at the seams for a too big of a house and I need a smaller one or the opposite. Um, um, you know, where where they need to to change their circumstances or they want to cash out of investment, um, whatever it might be. So 
our goal as agents when we're talking to both buyers and sellers is to sift through who are the ones that are talking the market down and who are the ones that are actually serious about transacting. Because we do know in this market, Troy, if you look on realestateanddomain.com and you flick through most suburbs, there's transactions occurring every day. So that means there are sellers prepared to meet market value and there are buyers prepared to pay market value. And frankly, despite interest rates going up, there's no bargains out there. We are still at the top end of the market cycle, but no doubt towards the back end of the, of the actual peak of the market cycle, if that makes sense. We're certainly nowhere near the bottom. And I don't think that that's likely to occur until the next uh, cycle itself. So I suppose what we're going to talk about is what's the best dialogue for buyers and sellers, Troy. But the first point there was really making sure that we focus on we what we can control, ignore what we can't, and actually having the wisdom to know the difference. What what is the is is the the ones on the controlling side and the ones on the non-controlling side. Yeah, and the, you're right. The reality is that it's started to really settle down now. Uh, we're seeing more realistic expectations uh, in regards to both vendors and also buyers. I think yeah. a couple of months ago, Adrian, if we had this conversation, um, owners were somewhat still in the peak of the market mindset, yes. um, yeah. pricing October, November, December last year, January, February this year in some markets. Mm. Um, so we're seeing a little bit more uh, realistic uh, nature, but we're also seeing a little bit better value uh, for the buyers that are out there. So I guess Let's start there, if we can. Let's start with the buyers, because I think they're the ones that are probably um, most in touch with what the media is saying in regards to interest rates and seeing that pressure and what their borrowing capacity can mean, and it's a month-to-month change. Yes. What's some of the dialogue that you especially have been using with buyers right now um, that's seen great results, but also that you've heard around the grounds with your coaching clients that... Mm. Um, are kind of setting the expectations on buyers if they want to buy a great home this is what the steps and the process that they need to take to be to be in order to actually fulfill that uh that journey yeah well firstly let's assume it's a buyer interested in an existing campaign listing of yours okay so the first question you need to ask those buyers is look we've had a couple of price adjustments on this property the current guide is nine hundred fifty thousand. just so i can report accurately to my client and just so i can actually help you all I really need to know is, are you at or below that guide? Either answer is okay, but I'd like to know, just so I can report accurate to my vendor, are you around or below? Now, if they say they're around the guide, then I'd be telling them, look, you're going to be very competitive. And uh, if they're below, I'd be asking, well, is it the property or the price? Is it your budget or is it your subjective opinion on value? So I think that's a really direct, frank, open conversations that we probably didn't really need to have over the last couple of years when the market was quite buoyant. So I think that's really important. The second thing is when you start qualifying buyers on finance, you know, I think in in a, in, in a better market, we could easily, Troy, just say, you got your finance sorted. Yep, that's great. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see you on the auction day or if it's a private treaty situation, we'll, we'll you know, you, you've got the contract sorted. Um, we'll look forward to an offer. I think you've got to dig a little bit deeper, Troy. It's yeah. like, um, you know, there are a few conditions at the moment with finance where in the journey are you up to? Is it subject to evaluation? Have you got pre-approval Have you or have you actually got formal written approval? Um, so I think you've got to dig a little bit deeper when it comes to that. Um, and the other thing with buyers is 
is having an open conversation um, around where they see value, to use your word, Troy, um, on, on the property. And, and I don't think there's anything embarrassing around asking the question or even for the buyer to answer that question, you know, because assuming that you've qualified the buyer, this buyer is not there to waste time. Um, so are there buyers that are prepared to waste time? The answer is yes. And yep. they're the ones talking the market down and they're, they're usually the ones who don't end up buying. But assuming you've made some hyper-qualification uh, criteria questions, then where do you see value for this property? Because my owner is reading the same news headlines you are. Okay, so and they've still decided based on that to put their property on the market and they've still decided based on that to spend money on on advertising and they've still made a decision based on that to style the property. So that's a huge investment. So they're not testing the market. They're here to get it sold. And frankly, we're here to ask you where you see value because you're the one that's got to buy the property. So I think digging a lot deeper is really important, but also making it clear to those buyers that, Look, you know, the last time media went on a hype, they said prices were going to drop by 30%. And what happened was the complete opposite, that prices went up by 30%. Yep. Now, there's no doubt in most markets that that 30% now has recalibrated and it could it's come off probably anywhere between 5 and 15% from that peak, okay? Now, if you look at that, it still means that if we had the traditional single digit sustainable growth year on year, we'd probably still end up where we are, if not slightly in front. Okay. Yeah. And that's the reality. I think a lot of people look at it and they see the increase over the past couple of years and then the decrease, but actually you're right, Adrian, if we had the seven, eight, nine percent yep. annual growth rate, which we've seen mm. uh, on a cycle for the last 30 years yep. in most metropolitan areas, you would notice that we're in line with. Now, that probably means that we're 2020, 2021 prices in some regards. So you miss that uptick of the cycle. Yep. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it's no one's ever been able to pick the exact bottom of the market. And if you have in the past, listeners, yeah. uh, your clients will absolute genius. Adrian, I think a great tip as well is when you talk about justifying value to buyers, especially at open for inspections or private appointments, is really articulating to them where they, what properties you're comparing this to in regards to recent sales mm -hmm. and having them on display actually yes. having a printout and i know this is kind of the school of adrian bow many many years ago you did this religiously and i'm sure you still do it now mm -hmm. is having a printout of the three to five most recent sales that you've used with the client to justify the price and the guide that you're taking to market now listeners this is so easy because what you're doing is you're giving the information and you're educating the buyer that then they can say, well, yeah, you, know, you know what, Adrian, that one did actually sell um, two months ago. And yeah, it was around the guide. And okay, I can see where the value of this one is. That one was slightly better. So this guide's a little bit lower or that one was slightly worse on a smaller block and a busier road. This one's slightly more. Yeah. The justification of value is actually not something that you should spend a lot of time talking about. It's mm -hmm. using that information and data because what do we know about buyers right now is they're relying on the information that they're getting access to. Yeah. They're probably more savvy than they ever have been in yes. regards to what the market conditions are for the niche property they're searching for. Yeah. So you need to be the source of information. You need to be helping them and guiding them and then making them stay with the property as well. Because yes. Adrian, we are noticing on the other side, and we're going to talk about this right now, mm. 
Um, while clients and vendors are taking market properties to market, we're seeing days on market expand in most of those metropolitan markets that we operate in. Mm. And we're also seeing vendors are slightly hesitant with their decision-making process. So yeah. unless it's an auction campaign, we know that the vendors aren't making those quick decisions. Yes. They're wanting to think things through because they're also thinking about the next part of their journey. Mm. Now, I know that you've spent a lot of time with the clients that you've got in regards to the vendors on the market right now and those pipeline sellers uh, around dialogue, around helping them understand what that means to them in the future, mm. um, but also what it means to them right now in the present. Oh, absolutely. Look, and you know, to finish up on the buyer's point of view, I think what we need to acknowledge as agents is that the buyer is keen to purchase before they get re-rated on any more other rate rises, okay? Because reality is they know they can service the loan, um, but they do know that if they do end up getting re-rated due to more rate hikes, then that will affect their buying capacity, which they don't really want, to be honest with you. They're, they're not necessarily bargain hunters. They're there to pay fair market value. So keep that in the back of your mind as an agent when talking to a buyer that if someone's serious, they've got their pre-approval, they don't want that to lapse. They don't want to get re-rated. They want to purchase, you know. So really focus in on that. Um, as far as the sellers go, I think anyone who's placing their property on their market at the moment is 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 definitely circumstance based as opposed to market selecting based what what i mean by that is you know there's very few people troy who you know analyze the real estate market like they do the stock market and pick the exact day or month to buy and sell based on the status of the market because real estate is less liquid than the, the equities market, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, I think circumstances is what the agent needs to focus on. So if you've got, you know, an owner who's looking to downsize, you've got an owner who's going into a potential nursing home, you've got a first-home buyer who needs to purchase because the alternative is to pay rent, you know, you've got to focus in on what's their motivation and what's their circumstance. And frankly, that is always going to outweigh um, the, the client, whether it's a, a, a seller or a buyer, um, actually analysing the market. So I don't think you need to be too gingerly around, um, you know, pushing, you know, media articles down people's throat. You just got to have an honest, open, transparent conversation about, okay, what's the motivation and what's your circumstance? Now, you know, these circumstances to buy and sell uh, are not all always going to be in line with actual the, the the best and worst market, whether you're a buyer or seller. So there are people that don't analyse the market that just wake up one day and say, okay, well, this is the right time for me to transact either as a buyer or a seller. And I think the agent needs to link arms with those people and, and help facilitate that transaction. Because let me tell you, um, a lot of buyers and sellers try and convince themselves and try and convince the agent that the most important thing is as a buyer getting the best, best buy and as a seller getting the best and highest price. I'm not convinced of that. I'm more convinced that if an agent can help facilitate a client from moving to stage A of their life to stage B, and as long as the price is reasonable and sensible, which this is a market for being reasonable and sensible on pricing, then I think that is equally as important as the actual dollar value trade. 
Couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, a great friend of ours, Matt Slimewade, has always said that just if there's clients out there that are hesitant about buying or selling right now, that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Deal with the ones and link arms with the ones that do and yeah. focus on those. Because uh, yeah. the reality is we're seeing on a weekly basis, we're seeing some great transactions. We're seeing some record prices. We're seeing some record results in the industry. So congratulations to everyone. And um Continue the great work out there, I think, Adrian. That's the most important thing is this is not a market to be fearful. This mm-hmm. is actually a market to embrace um, auctions. It's yes. a market to embrace those clients that do want to do business. It's a market to really double down on marketing your results and having social proof out there in the market. Mm-hmm. It's also the market that we see agents build really successful careers on the back of. And we've yep. seen history would say any shift in a market is normally when the best agents stand up or those that are going to be great agents mm-hmm. really differentiate themselves from all of their competition. Absolutely, Troy. Yeah, and I think that's a good note to finish up on. And our next episode is going to be about embracing the auction process. And uh, we'll certainly have a chat about that because in this market, it would be easy to deviate off process, but this is the market to double down on process. So, um, yeah, great to catch up. Episode 141. Troy, thanks for your um, for your scholarship and your input. And it's been great to catch up with our listeners today. Until next week, we'll see you on the Adrian Bode podcast featuring Troy Malcolm.